And so it begins. The whole other mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive <laughs> on a space yeah, station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stock. He's here. totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rarion drama queen. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack. We're ISD, damn it. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. And we know that IKEA survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. Now you Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm in. I'm back. Well, unfortunately, Heidi couldn't be with us this morning. <laughs> but today we are pleased to be joined uh, one final time before we all, before the show passes beyond the rim. <laughs> we are joined Aww. by Lori and Carl. It's uh, good to have you aboard anyway. <laughs> Oh, hey guys. So I'm glad to be here towards the end. Uh, glad to have you back. So sad. <laughs> yeah, good to have you back. Uh, so what happens when, uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so today we are here to discuss episode 21 of season five, Objects at Rest, but first, an ISN special report. This is an ISN special report. It was with much fanfare that President Sheridan and Delenn departed Babylon 5 today. Though no ceremonies were planned, Delenn gave an impromptu speech to a crowd gathered in the Zocalo. Once they arrived on Minbar, they were greeted with Minbari fireworks and, according to insider sources, a surprise visit by Centauri Emperor Lando Malari. Now that the Alliance headquarters is officially located on Minbar, we will focus our Interstellar Alliance coverage there. This has been an ISN special report. Are you troubled by the strange ending to Sherlock? Do you experience feeling of dread while waiting for Doctor Who to return? Have you or your family actually seen Orphan Black, Person of Interest, or Sleepy Hollow? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Log in to the home of all things geek, the Earth Station One Network. Our podcasts are on call 24 hours a day to serve all your geek needs. The ESO Network will be right there. We're ready to geek out with you. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Objects at Rest originally aired November 18, 1998. Uh, it was directed by John Copeland, who has been around on the show before. I think he did. Why does 1998 seem so late? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it's so funny because I was always thinking this is an early 90s show, but 1998, you know. Yeah, started early 90s, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. It's been five you know, years. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Buffy's into its second season. This is the yeah. This is Buffy's second season date, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah we haven't talked about Buffy. <laughs> in season a while. five is two thousand. 
That's yeah. Yeah, because Buffy started in 2007, so... 2007, yeah. That's what meant 97. <laughs> Buffy started in the UK in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> and the remake starts in 27... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm announcing a Buffy remake right now. Oh. <laughs> it's my decision. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And, of course, this was written by JMS... Of course. And now the recap. So we start this episode with Lockley and Sheridan in CNC, kind of an em- emotional scene. The um, yeah. headquarters is finished on Minbar, and they talk about where time goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Out there. Somewhere you know, out there. It's so funny. I can't. They were. They have a past, right? Yeah, they were married <laughs> like, for three months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I, just, so I can't weird. remember. Yeah. Well, and they this, just refer to it in the one episode, pretty much. And then they forget about yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> and this was episode, Beth, that you accidentally watched at the beginning of the season, right? That's correct. <laughs> and uh, you might think that I would have noticed at this point that it wasn't the right episode. No, I just figured they skipped forward in time and... There was a new captain, and I went with it. <laughs> oh, wait. Was this the first time, then, that you saw Lockley? Yes. Huh. Oh. Huh. So I thought it was like, okay, she's taken over. They're skipping forward in time. Maybe they'll go back in time and show us what happened. But he's leaving the station. She's the one that – because she says, like – I was when I was rewatching it. I was kind of looking for hints, you know, why should why I should have known I was watching the wrong episode. And uh, she says, you know, my first couple of days here, you know, I I wanted to leave or whatever, and I guess I just thought, oh, she's only been here a couple of days, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, if you go with the jump forward in time thing, which yeah, that that could which is not unprecedented, right. I'm, I'm giving yeah. myself a pass. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, we'll we'll excuse you. We'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel any different this time around now you've seen the whole season though? Yes, a little bit it does, for sure. But then also a few things are um are are you know, you would have thought we would have more with Talon, for example, um during the season. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of this- inserted him into this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was there last mm-hmm. episode, but only very briefly. And then the the doctor that's replacing Franklin. So those things aren't, you know, talked about much during the season. Um, but they. I mean, the last time, yeah, the last time we saw the doctor that replaced Franklin was in uh, season three. Yeah, her name's been mentioned a few times, but we haven't seen her since season three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. really? I feel like we'd seen her more recently than that, but okay. Cool that they actually got the same actor, though. Yeah, I know. Dr. I know. Hobbs. I'm not sure 100%, but I think they wanted Dr. Hobbs as the doctor for Crusade, as in the the doctor that was going to be a more Crusade. I think they wanted Dr. Hobbs, but couldn't get her. Yeah, so Sheridan and um, Lockley thank each other, and Sheridan says it's going to be hard for him to leave. Yeah. And Beer sees Talon trying to get into Jakar's quarters. I mean, the door is usually just open, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he locked it it's before he left. 
Well, I was very excited to see Veer, but I kind of uh, wished he'd had more to do oops, in the episode. Yeah, in these past few yeah. weeks. Or AKA yeah. the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's especially after everything he went through in season four. Exactly. You know? right. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of character development um in that kind of one one storyline. He just wasted like the majority of this season. He could have had so many cool things. And they had telepath. Started. <laughs> 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 Remember Byron. Um <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> and so Veer fills in Talon and then Talon goes in and gets that message that uh, Jakar recorded. I think it was in the last episode. Um, that message, along with what he said to Sheridan last week, tends to go in all the tribute videos to Andreas Katsoulis. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if you were going to insert that somewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, it was kind of very poetic, and it wasn't really very con- conventional sort of TV thing. But I thought that it worked for Jakar. Because that's just the way he is. So I didn't think it was overdone, considering it was Jakar saying it. Yeah, but honestly, know. the way they blocked it, it, it looked more like a stage production, like something you would expect <laughs> to see on on Broadway or something. Yeah, kind of seemed to like bring him in. it. Kind of seemed yeah. like yeah, they were standing in the same room for a second. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. But it's these last couple of episodes have been the goodbye to our characters and you've just got to accept that they're going to spend two whole episodes just saying goodbye to the regular characters. I kind of miss, I mean, speaking of Jakar, I kind of miss a little bit like the old Jakar. You know, I liked him to appear sometimes. He's so earnest now all the time. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see. Yeah, we saw him a little bit when he he used his eye to spy on Delenn and Sheridan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was a creepy part. The old Jakar. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and when like he and Londo are interacting, that kind of sarcasm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We haven't gotten that in a little while. Or they've gotten earnest with each other as well. So. Yeah. Everything's so serious now. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> depressing and sad. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah. So Jakar explains why he wants Tulan to take over for him. Like, you're ready. You're as ready as I was when I first came to Babylon Five, and you're a good friend. Whatever. Whatever. I roll. It was a little long. It was a little long lost the other named uh, non characters you're the only remaining non that we've actually established <laughs> exactly. so you'll get pretty much yeah. we could get in the top back and we killed off code off hospital yeah um <laughs> and so yeah this is where dr franklin tells dr hobbs that he wants her to take over for him even though we haven't seen her in forever but <laughs> she's been around yeah, we as you said though, they do mention her. Yeah. Yeah, but she, she's yeah. a specialist. I mean she's a generalist, but it's just what he wants and Yeah, that's an odd this is an odd thing to add to the episode, but okay. Is it his choice though? Like who replaces him? Like is he uh, well apparently <laughs> Maybe he gets to make <laughs> yeah. a recommendation and Yeah, I mean that would make sense because it's not like Sheridan window, because he's not a doctor. 
Lockley would have well, Sheridan is well, I mean, I mean Lockley, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But, Franklin's you know, like, do you touch people's faces a lot? Okay. <laughs> in, the <first> season, <laughs> in the first season, in the first season, what's it? Franklin was replaced by um, by Earth. Earth decided he was going to take up the position. I guess they're independent, more independent now. Yeah, uh, they're still independent, yeah. even though they've got ties to Earth. It's Everybody gets weird... to train and choose their, their replacements. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Franklin is replacing Dr. Kyle, right? And then Dr. Kyle choose him. So uh, I don't think Dr. Kyle chose him. Okay. Because, um, Dr. Kyle went but gray, they, de- gray. <laughs> they definitely met uh, in transit. You know, Dr. Kyle was coming back to Earth and um, Franklin was going to Babylon 5 and they met her in passing. I know I meant for the position now. Isn't he going to Earth now to take over for Dr. Kyle or something? I can't remember. No. Yeah, sure. I don't know. What they're doing on Earth is essentially what he's been doing on Babylon 5, but with better okay. resources on yes. Earth, essentially. He's um, doing a job for the Interstellar Alliance okay. based out of Earth. Um, yeah, so the Franklin's leaving tonight. And he's going to go tell Sheridan goodbye now. And Dr. Hobbs sees them speaking in the hallway. That was kind of a nice way they did that. Quite get the send off. Well, he he leaves quiet. Wait, is this when we see the scene with him walking to the ship all by himself or not? No. Or is that later? Okay. This is just when he's in the hallway talking to Sheridan. And this is, I I kind of, you know, can sympathize with uh, Franklin on this because I like to leave quietly and (laughs) not make a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to give a speech like uh, Delenn. No. (laughs) Well, I mean, Delenn likes to give a speech, but at the same time, Delenn and Sheridan are kind of in charge of the Interstellar Alliance. They don't have a choice yeah, not to have a big goodbye. Yeah. Of course, Sheridan does like to go off on his own without, would just leave a note. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember quitting a job I had been at for five years. I was just trying to quietly leave on the way out, but one person stopped me and started yeah. talking to me for like a long time. And- so just let me go. <laughs> I had my car parked in the side of the road because I had like loaded up everything from my desk. Like, like, flashing. <laughs> yeah, it's raining outside, and I'm just trying to get out and go. Uh, the advantage when I worked at cinema was a quick last free film before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we see Delenn in her uh, their quarters, and Lanier surprises her. He's there visiting for a while, I guess, mm. in between training. And he sees that photo of her and Sheridan doesn't seem happy about it. Oh, my God. No, it's very yeah. awkward. Uh, yeah. And then number one gives everybody an update on stuff that's going on. And uh, Sheridan she's not number her. one anymore. She's number... She's number one <laughs> in my heart. Oh, I can't remember her name. But oh, Tessa? Tessa, that's it. Tessa, yeah. She's always number one in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Koda. Uh, yeah, besides Koda. Um, she's going to oh, ask. Oh, and Clarence. Who oh, yeah. Much can't more. forget Clarence. I'm glad he showed up at this episode, even though he doesn't. Oh, no, he yeah, actually. Two seconds. Is he like well, second in command now? He is, yeah. Yeah. Now Sheridan's actually out of the picture. He can actually be second in command. <laughs> 
you know, like in River of Souls. Um, yeah, Tessa's gonna stay on Babylon Five. I wrote oh, because she can get more information on Babylon. I wrote, I wrote down more information. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> she could get yeah, more. that definitely made sense. Rather than being off way off, where off in the middle of wherever Minbar is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not because yeah. Babylon Five still a trade and diplomatic hub. Yeah, it seems like she's gonna do a good job. She'll probably. Although, I mean, one thing. That Babylon 5 needs now. Oh, no, I suppose that's what the captain always used to do because the captain was always um, the Earth ambassador. Yeah. Speaking of ambassadors and missing, is there not a Mumbari ambassador? Yeah, I was thinking about that. They need watching. a Mumbari ambassador definitely now. Yeah. Good point. Because <laughs> we saw every other replacement except for that. I guess they just don't have any names. Um, it's. They killed oh, them all. <laughs> I, um, I might as well bring it up now, the whole thing that there's a portion of fans who really wanted to see um, Babylon 5 Season 6, but it's the story has a natural conclusion. It wouldn't be series Season 6. It'd be a brand-new series, really, because you'd have to start a new one dealing with these new characters and come up with a whole different spin on it. Yeah, it'd be a completely different show. And yeah, yeah. And season five was rewatching it, particularly with the perspective <laughs> the of the newbies. Um, it, yeah, much more mixed than I had remembered from back in the day. I guess yeah. I don't right. know. A lot of it just didn't hold up as well or something. Or I yeah. guess I think back in the day I kept thinking, okay, it's going to get better. It's going <laughs> to, you know, and I just, I guess I was more willing to like give it a pass sort of. Um, whereas now maybe, uh, you know, even though some of it I, I still do really like, but yeah, season five, definitely weaker. I know you bad as, agree, Ian. <laughs> as bad as I think some episodes are, it's far easier to watch in a binge watch style. Probably. Because you're just yeah. going off season four, and especially if it's a rewatch, you know some of the stuff that's coming down the line. You're building up towards the end, so you're far more willing to give the whole telepath arc a pass because Ugh. it's kind of yeah, like, no, good, get good through point. these episodes yeah. and I'll get to some good episodes. Yeah, but I was watching along with you guys, so right, we were watching slowly. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I'm gonna just pitch now what I think the spin-off series, if they had stayed on Babylon 5, would be. I think it would be about power and kind of the new, taking on new responsibilities of power, how power changes people far more than Babylon 5 ever was. I think, you know, they still, there needs to be another element thrown in. So I would throw in a new ambassador. I would, throw in a Drazi ambassador and kind of now the Centauri are mostly out of the picture. Um, you know, they're still there. They're still represented in Veer, but they're not part of the interstellar alliance. A new race kind of has to step up and the Drazi are the next biggest race. So yeah, but everyone hates them. Yes, but But that would be even better. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Fills Fills the hole. It, the whole thing would be about okay, how do I 
how does the Strazi ambassador react to that situation and how does it change him and therefore change the rest of the Drazi race and stop them being such dicks? <laughs> uh, purple forever. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole idea I'd have in my head. Anyway, that's just Would one of the stories rather... I follow. Like rather a six season B about Babylon Five and who's there now, or like the character that we know from Babylon Five but following them. Well, the thing is, the, the characters we know are so fractured and off on I their know. own stories. It, they, they, apart from a couple of them, there's nothing really connecting them. Yeah. Captain Clarence show. I want that show. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, something, I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking, you know, five, ten years' time, Clarence would get a promotion and go somewhere, you know. Yeah, get his own ship, absolutely. Yeah. Whatever, what happened, our, whatever happened to Clarence's show? <laughs> I mean, I think when we do our uh, full series wrap-up, we're going to have to say where we think the character's what happened to some of the characters like Clarence and things like that? Because, yeah, I've definitely got an idea of where I think, what I think happened to him eventually. Oh, yeah, I have to think about this carefully. <laughs> All right, Carl, you too. <laughs> yeah. I just miss Ivanova. Uh, oh, we, we all do. Uh, no. Um, yeah, there's a short story out there somewhere, isn't there, or a book? I'm not sure which. Well, but it's um apparently um the ship she's on at the moment she finds out it's secretly augmented with shadow technology. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, wow. and essentially what she's doing at the moment is she's trying to actually sort that out because there's still people who are kind of doing the stuff Clark did with the whole shadow technology, and she's trying to take that down, but she's got to do it in secret. Okay. Hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Someone someone said that at some point on one of the other Babylon 5 podcasts. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to read that one day. If I can find it, yeah. Uh, and whatever happened to wasn't JMS doing something with Babylon Five right now? Yeah, I think he's. I think it was funding was the issue. I think he said that he'd have to get maybe another TV show or two under his belt before he could get people to invest in it. Oh, well, okay. he, he's writing for Sensate at the moment, and then right. whatever hap- you know, whatever work he does after Sensate for TV, all kind of helped towards. Babylon 5, I hope, you know. I see. And what did he want to do with it again, though? Do we? I don't remember. Was it like a, a mini-series or like a... A movie. Oh, a movie. Yeah, kind of a reboot, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it just had such a good ending. It's actually it, wrapped up. Very few television shows do that. Yeah, basically, I think he wants to tell uh, the story again in a slightly different way. Um, and recast it, but you know, just to reinvigorate it in a way, I think. Hmm, that would be different. I guess it depends on what happens in the next episode. Like, Can if they like, to tell us, well, <laughs> yeah, no, they just have <laughs> just to do entirely. it right. 
No, <laughs> there is no right. <laughs> I mean, there there really is possibilities with the Marvel Five universe, and because we have got we've gotten glimpses of what's going to happen in the future. So there's actually really interesting story possibilities out there, other than following Babylon 5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Garibaldi meets with the board of, oh, then he appoints a new board of directors for Edgar's Industries. He gets a bunch of company troublemakers and. Basically, <laughs> he looks for the people that are like him and basically right. says, right, you're. You're on my board. And there are not yes people. There's something to be said for not surrounding oneself with uh, yes people. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, although Garibaldi still says, if I don't like your idea, I'm not going with it. (laughs) Well, yeah, he is Garibaldi and he's got a... He's the head of the company. Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember this, but a really long time ago, someone wrote in um, a feedback like end of season and said, I'm going to tell you like 10 like things that are going to happen and only one of them is true. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I can't yes. remember and what. One of them was that Garibaldi was going to end up running a multi-billion dollar corporation or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember oh, really? seeing that. Yep. Thinking, yes, that's going to happen. That's but funny. he's one of the ones you think, I'm fairly certain you're, you will actually said, yeah, that's never going to happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> with the other ones, but... Uh, It'd be interesting to, yeah, go back and see that. Oh, Victor. I haven't heard from Victor in a while. Oh, it happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that was, yeah, him. Um, but, yeah, so that was the one that happened. Huh. Uh, yeah, so he's going to eat them alive if he doesn't, if they are wrong. And Literally. He's going to cook them and <laughs> feed them to Pac-Mara. Um so after this, we see Franklin leaving all by his lonesome, quietly, Aww. never to be. Bye, Franklin. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, he was in River of Souls, wasn't he? He was a hologram, wasn't he? Or was he yeah. in a dream? He was in a dream. Okay. Dream person. And then we see our favorite ISN reporter Jane. <laughs> uh, hey, ISN Jane. sees that. They see that a white star has arrived, so they assume that it's going to be taking Sheridan and Lynn away. And Sheridan's yeah. mad. And then this is where Lanier gets to have a conversation, an awkward conversation with Sheridan. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Most awkward ever. That's my one note. <laughs> you, you think that, so do you all think that Sheridan like knows that Lanier has this huge crush on Delin. He must. I think so. I th- in this conversation, I think he's more ignorant than he is later, but he's kind of this conversation. He thinks he's a harmless crush at this point. <laughs> you know, I he, mean, yeah, he didn't expect Lanier to try to kill him, but I mean, <laughs> who was? I mean, Delan is like in denial, so I doubt she's like had that conversation with Sheridan, really. Yeah, oh like, yeah, I don't think they've talked about it. She said no, she. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I have some issues with Delan. Well, I, I yeah. could see Delan saying something like, "Well, it's a spiritual thing. He's 
he's still learning to love or something like that. And he, he just needs to point his love in the right direction or something like that would be, would be the way the Len describes it. Because he's well, young, I guess, for a Minbari. Well, we also something. don't see any Minbari in relationships, like like true Minbari, because Delin's not uh, really a true Minbari anymore. She's half human. Uh-huh. And so we don't really have any kind of point of comparison. I mean, because they're kind of stoic, a little bit like Vulcans, but not... Well, no, that's not really. Really only the religious cast. As yeah. Well. So what? Yeah, but that's a good point. Like, I never you noticed that. You don't really see. I guess maybe they don't yeah. believe in relationships. <laughs> you see, one thing I would have liked to have seen is yes, the replacement Membari ambassador, but that replacement ambassador should have been a worker cast because we've never really had a chance to mm, see what they're like. Point. Yeah, we've heard about them. We've seen them briefly on screen, but we've never had one interact with anyone, only one of our cast members. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely would, would have been a good choice. So our headcanon is, yes, the next Membari ambassador on Babylon 5 is a worker cast person. Happily married. <laughs> yeah, uh, positive yeah. relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would the you worker know, cast be... be pro or anti-Trump? I just, I just, yeah, I, I, I get the impression that, that you know, the the worker cast are, you know, far more practical-minded than any of the other Membari, and they just, you know, because the warrior cast uh, seem ready for a fight at any point and just ready to blame anyone for anything. And then the religious cast are very zen. So the work cast individuals must be, I think, a bit more varied and a bit more willing to get done what's got to be done. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Delian kind of conveniently went into the other room for a while while they were talking and then <laughs> yeah. when it's time for them to leave there's this crowd <laughs> gathered in the Zocalo and we see a Minbari with a goatee in the, in the crowd. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, it's very rare um, because yeah, um, what's this night had a um, goatee but very few others do. Um, right. The day players Descartes. like don't touch the do. Yeah, Descartes <laughs> But, you know, that could be explained because some Membari have human DNA in them. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, there you go. So do- wow. <laughs> We're going to human DNA to explain goatees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the only way. I mean, it's the best way. S-O-D. <laughs> Uh, so for once, Sheridan doesn't want to give a speech, so he passes the mic to Delin, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so from this, I, I got the feeling that she writes all of his speeches. <laughs> well, definitely now. He wasn't, they did, he didn't have a chance to prepare, so well, he just... <laughs> the only speech he really has is the speech he gives when he takes over, uh, command of a place. So that's what the Membari have to look forward to when they move in. You remember the speech he gave at the start of season two? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He Vaguely. Uh, well, well, actually, I didn't mind Delenn's speech. I usually yeah. get annoyed by her long speeches, but this one was pretty good. 
I liked the 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 thing about the not a word for goodbye. Mm. It's kind of, I guess it was kind of you know sweet, but yeah. She said their souls are part of that place. Kind of reminded me of what Jakar said. Um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. mm. um, yeah, yeah. You definitely get the impression with both of those sentiments that that's kind of coming from JMS. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Mm-hmm. When I was first assigned to Babylon 5, I had to learn to speak several languages. Drazi, Prakiri, Centauri, and of course English, the human language of commerce. Some words have always come easier to me than the others. One of the most difficult words for me was goodbye. There is no corresponding word for goodbye in Minbari. All our partings contain within them the possibility of meeting again in other places, in other times, in other lives. So you will excuse me if I do not say goodbye. Our souls are a part of this place. Our hopes, the foundation of our future. We will pass this way again. And then they head to the docking bay where they meet up with Zack. And Sheridan's glad that somebody from the beginning will still be around, or somebody from. What the- about Clarence? He can- <laughs> <laughs> He's still be around. Zack says. Clarence, <laughs> Zack, and who? Veer? Veer. Yeah. Yeah, um. And Zach says he'll probably still be there when they shut the lights off. And <laughs> then they head out and Zach and Lockley see them off. Yeah, you get the shot you get here is nice. Be, it, it echoes the openings of seasons one and two, you know. With the, it's a little cliche, but I don't, I don't I did like it. It was yeah. nice. I liked it. Yeah, I yeah. actually liked it. Who knows liked what kind too. of mood I was in yesterday, but I was like, aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so on the ship, Sheridan and Delenn are deleting it, or leading it, <laughs> symbolically. <laughs> and so they turn around to have one last look at everybody in C&C in the window. And it's Just a, make sure none of your ranges are warrior cast, otherwise your gun ports will be open and they'll blast you <laughs> out of the sky. <laughs> oh yeah, here's my note, Nomen Bar. But yeah, we see the crew and it's a very different lineup than what we started the show with. And Lockley and Sheridan salute each other. It's really, yeah. I really like this scene. Yeah. Cause, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and the music that was playing gave me all the feels. Oh, the <laughs> music at this point, it's just, uh, uh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear the, you hear the music later on in the episode. It's a little softer. I mean, not as prominent, but uh, you hear it again. Um, but not to be a hater, but I guess it was the following year in the season finale of Deep Space Nine. I'm pretty sure they had a scene kind of like this where Captain Cisco is leaving and he looks at the crew on the station and it's a different lineup than what started the show. Not to be a hater, but. <laughs> hater. <laughs> the shows are linked. It's, it's difficult because they're, you know, they might have had a similar starting point, uh, but they deal with very similar themes and they're both set on stations and 
they both have messianic captains. You can't escape the parallels. You yeah, just yeah. got to accept them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I never really thought of them as like borrowing or stealing from each other because I did watch both of them in, you know, as they aired. And it never really occurred to me that, I don't know, I just enjoyed both of them and felt that they actually were very different. I don't know. <laughs> but I guess other people don't, don't see it that way. So in hyperspace... Sheridan's bored, so he's going to go for a walk, and some uh, rando ranger finds a coolant leak. He's going to shut it down after he evacuates the area, and Sheridan hears an alarm go off, and of course he runs right toward the danger. Of course he does. <laughs> well, what's Sinclair do? Run straight towards the danger. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the area gets sealed off, and Lanier comes. Sheridan tells him to open the door, but Lanier's like, "Mm, bye. (laughs) (laughs) So how shocked were you, Elizabeth, when you first saw this? Were you? Um, You know, we have had, so the first time I saw this was right after season four when we actually had more of the Lanier stuff. Ah, So it wasn't as surprising Hmm. because we had just been dealing with it. Um, I think, mm. I mean, it was surprising. It was like, where is the show going? But, um, but yeah, I guess I thought, okay, wow, Lanier is going to a dark place. Oh, yes. But remember, uh, Morden did predict this. Oh, I Mind me? <laughs> I know. Morden said that he will betray the Unshock. Oh, Yeah. In Day of the Dead. Night of the Dead. Oh, that, uh, where they all got high and dreamed or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm in this, I'm not, I don't really read, I'm not, I don't participate anymore, but I'm in this Babylon 5 Facebook group, and Bill Moomy is also in that group, (laughs) discovered, I remember it was around Hmm. the time we first started the show, so, uh, a youth, uh, person was asking a question about, I guess, how people felt about that scene and Bill Mooney actually responded to that himself and I actually copied it. This was like years ago <laughs> and I actually copied it so I could read it during this episode. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> he said, Lanier's story has yet to be told. And for what it's worth, I disagree with the choice to abandon Sheridan and another Ranger. Even if Lanier did turn around to fix it. On the other hand, it's just a TV show. Quite a good one. So, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was his thoughts. Right. You know, if it's the same Facebook group uh, that I was a member of for a while, I, I left that group after it started getting really nasty. And yeah, people fighting. All, that's why. That's when I think I unfollowed the group. I don't read any of the stuff anymore. People started... People started posting porn, and then people started getting mad about that, <laughs> and then fighting with each other. Was it at least Babylon 5? Porn? <laughs> I, I never saw it. I never no. saw it. I just saw the complaints it was, about it, it. It was it was a mixture of infighting political stuff, people posting porn sites, people just really being nasty to each other. Oh, yeah, the political oh. stuff. People would get mad about political stuff, and then the counter was like, "Well, Babylon Five is all about politics, so why can't we discuss politics in here?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so 
So, Carl, I'm trying to remember your reaction if I broke down notes of what you thought when I think you felt you were pretty disappointed in Linear. Yeah. Yeah. I was too. <laughs> Lanier as a character, he's he started pretty pretty okay and then he got a lot worse. Yeah. Mm. He had like the opposite path of, of um Jakar. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's always, I mean, it, it, it's good in terms of the show showing complex characters and showing how differently they can react to situations. And, you know, you've not just got a hero story for everyone, but yeah. it's not good. In theory, for that's true. Linear. Yeah. You know, we just hadn't seen much of him in between, or we just had that one episode. Well, we with his Anla Shock training, I guess, to set the stage for this. I guess was that yeah. enough to set the stage? Mm. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, it would have been nice personally if both he was in the um one of the spinoffs. Uh, um, even just the pilot, but in, then following on, if that show had actually made it to series, because mm-hmm. then you would actually follow him, and it would make sense. Yeah, and maybe if they had sprinkled in a few scenes of him just you know writing in his diary about how much he hates Sheridan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Carl, you had some thoughts about just why? Why? I know. Why would you give a diary of how you hate like the the president, dude? <laughs> uh, I know it's so silly. Uh... <laughs> He's like in crayon. <laughs> triple encrypted or something yeah uh, um, uh, yes, it, was... it was a perfect opportunity when um when what's his name gave him his life for to delay when he gave up being warrior cast and embraced being a uh, religious cast for the to basically it would have made a better more complex story up for him to start to embrace being warrior cast rather than religious. But he doesn't have, like, the honor that the warrior cast do. He, he like, just stabbed this dude in the back. He locked him in a room. Yeah, I mean, here, I, in this he, episode, but, you know, yeah, earlier you on, what, is what I mean, you know, back in season four when that happened in the Wheel of Fire. Yeah, yeah. had he been more embracing of that part, maybe he, this all wouldn't have happened. Yeah, because he definitely had a taste for it when he first got bored with the White Star and started fighting. Um. So, yeah, so Sheridan gets that Ranger's Pike and starts trying, trying to break the door. Lanier comes back, but not until after Sheridan's already broken the door. Delin's there, and she wants to know what's happened, and Lanier just runs and takes okay, the ship. <laughs> I really yeah. wanted Lanier and Sheridan to duel. <laughs> I think that would have been awesome. How about like a an insult fight? <laughs> You're gonna have both yeah. at the same time. Your mama jokes. <laughs> Your mama. <laughs> Your mama head so bony. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think he's uh, uh, at least Sheridan later is kind of understanding of why he did what he did. He's kind of. Yes, I'm angry with him, but I'm also I'm also concerned for him, you know, because it's 
it's when people do those sorts of things, if you still care for them, you, you want them to actually not go off and hurt themselves, you know? Well, Shannon's very diplomatic about the whole thing and his reaction. Uh, well, he'd still be the same I mean, he way. Was to the he was like, oh, I'll forgive him. But I yeah. feel like he would just shoot at him if he had the chance. <laughs> I was thinking if it wasn't Delenn's, um friend, would he right. still have the same attitude? No. <laughs> and it helped that Lanier did. I mean, even though he didn't necessarily believe that he came back to help him, he did at least come back. So... If he had just run away and never come back, then I think he would have felt differently, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, Lanier takes off in his ship, and then, um, yeah, Sheridan and Delenn are gonna share, yeah, Sheridan and Delenn are gonna keep it quiet, as they wanna go to Minbar with smiles. (laughs) 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 And there are fireworks when they arrive on Minbar. What do you think about the fireworks? Oh, I've just been listening to other show podcasts who've been saying, "Why does everyone suddenly have fireworks when you know it's time to celebrate?" <laughs> yeah, it's yes, multicultural. It, <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's every culture in every bit of fiction, from Star Wars to this to other shows. It's just they suddenly have fireworks, especially just after a war. It's oh, let's set up a load of fireworks. We would Milan's like to blow stuff when, up. Uh, the Centauri <laughs> left. <Yeah>. It's, wow. <laughs> it's, it's everyone's fascination with blowing stuff up. They will celebrate well, and blow up. <laughs> well, now we have two universal constants in, um, in the Babylon 5 galaxy. You've got fireworks and meatballs. Swedish meatballs. Every culture <laughs> has Swedish meatballs. Every culture loves to set up fireworks. Wait, what? Yeah, um, yeah, I think it's again back in season three, um, when Jakar serves another Narn Swedish meatballs, but the Narn thinks it's a, um, Narn delicacy called something else. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so Londo surprises them on Minbar. You gotta get Londo in one last time. It's been a while since yeah. we've seen him. Yeah, and it's he's already figured out that, you know, alcohol puts the sleepers to sleep, but there's no alcohol here. Because men bar get violent if they drink. Yeah. Yeah, he I thought he'd... his own hip flask, really. Well, but they, they're not letting him, so I they know as well. I think the implication is that, yeah, the keepers know as well the uh, the uh, the effect that obviously alcohol has on him, which, again, you see at the end when they give him his hour free, that's the way they give it to him is by giving him alcohol. But I thought right. that, I mean, he also, he, I mean, of course, he always, you know, his acting is always just superb, but I thought he just really portrayed that he was just so sad or just that disappointed because he knew that he wasn't going to be able to warn them because he wasn't going to be able to have yeah. the alcohol. And that just really came through without him saying anything at all. Yeah. yeah. But he did try and say what he could. Right, right. Yeah, he said it in just the most, but he had to say it in the most like circumspect way. Um, I've got that one quote. Um, yeah, Delin actually does. see's kind of sent something on him. Yeah, oh, so what gosh. do we think about that? What does she see or well, why does she see it? You could kind of see the outline of the thing on his shoulder. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, like I think one of the sh- shots. Yeah. That I thought uh, was uh, that that's what she could see. Well, I was thinking as well. She's encountered the drug before, so maybe that's it. It's she's sensing something familiar in the room, almost. But does she not say anything about it? <laughs> she like she, never she, you know, maybe second guesses herself. Uh, no, I'm just seeing something. Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering: is if later she re- ever remembers that. Or if because because everything that happens, they're very distracted. If she just ends up completely forgetting it, yeah. Well, I mean, if she had said something, then Sheridan would have remembered what he saw in the future, and maybe have been able to do something about it. So, Lando has brought this gift that's supposed to be given to the Sheridan child when it turns sixteen. Mm. as some kind of vase or urn or something. Yeah, well, this is kind of interesting because we've heard twice that something happens to their son, and now we know a bit more of the context. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, we don't know the year. It was in the future yeah. when they were prisoner by Londo. They mentioned the son, David... Yeah, I can't remember what they said. Well, basically, um, in uh, what's it, Deconstruction of Falling Stars, they briefly say, and not to mention his son, but they, they skirt over that saying, oh, that's not connected to this. Um, and also when Sheridan goes to the future, Delenn says, but David is safe. Okay. So here's the third bit of the puzzle where there's a keeper in the urn. Mm. So presumably the keeper attaches itself to their son right. and forces him to do something. Sure. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I, yeah, I know a little more about what happened there, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, but his um, story is that the, Bottom of the urn has water that flowed through the first palace on Centauri Prime. Mm. But. Only 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. Never mind. Maybe they rebuilt the palace, maybe, or now. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, also. It's not really that long. Yeah. Also, there's a line somewhere in Babylon 5. I can't remember where it is, but there's a line about how quickly humans kind of have gone through their historical process and gone out to the stars Mm. and apparently it's taken other races a lot longer to make progress so you know the centauri have only been governed by one government for two thousand years was it the warlands it's always the warlands isn't it Uh, Delin takes a call from Lanier. He says he's sorry. He never meant any harm, but he's going to go away. But he is sure that they will meet again someday. Uh. And he wants to, uh. <laughs> he wants her to tell Sheridan he's sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bye, Lanier. <laughs> yeah. And now Londo has to leave and he says, we'll always be buds no matter what happens. Or you'll, you'll always be my buds. <laughs> 
Yeah, I but I is, have that full quote. I really like that one. I think this is uh, another way he, I think this isn't the first time he said that you might, you know, hear some things about me, but you know, whatever you hear, yeah. I can't remember who he said it to the first time. Maybe it was them on Centauri Prime. Yeah. He says yeah. that right when he's leaving Centauri. I mean, when they're leaving Centauri Prime after the, the yeah, the other speech, um, it was so sad, like though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, and then the shot of him and the ship leaving. Does he not have like okay with this thing on his shoulder? Does does that thing take control of him or just watch him all the time? I think it controls him. That's the implication I got. Well, uh, or at least compels him. Compels him is the best way I, I could put it because Londo has control of the way he gets he has to complete the actions you know so he can word things the way he wants to word them he can do the actions in his own way but he has to complete no matter what so like when he's handing the urn over to delen and sheridan he can't like wink you know (laughs) Slip a note under the table and say, "Don't actually uh, uh, yeah, open it." Yeah, I think he wouldn't be able to write a note, so I think that would right. go too far. Wink, right, he can't shake do that. his head a little bit, and <laughs> wink at the urn. No, okay. I don't know you can because yeah, I remember Captain Jack tried to warn Franklin and Marcus, didn't he? About you know there was something going on, but he couldn't just outright say it. Yeah, right. He yeah. like. He like told falsehoods about like his family or something, uh, something to like give clues. But it was really, it, right? It was very difficult to to for for anyone to pick up on. And so uh, Londo gets this free hour. Keeper says they will wait the p- passage of years because they're they're really patient. <laughs> they're they're yeah. a lot more patient than me. Um, hmm. So then yeah, we see a shot of that urn that has the keeper inside. Ew. Were you surprised, <laughs> Beth, or did you guess? Carl, I'm pretty sure you guessed what was in there. Yeah. Or the sh- before they showed it. I don't remember if I was surprised or not. I, I doubt it. Because we know this is coming up, you know. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, so... So, uh, Sheridan wakes up and records a personal log. He's been thinking about his child and he starts talking to his child and we see a montage. Mm. This is him. when, when I first watched, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 You're thinking maybe it was the wrong episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Delin eventually joins him and tells him to get some sleep and, this is where I noticed the music from earlier, uh, like when they were leaving the uh-huh. station. Um, so, yeah, he says he might sleep in tomorrow and that he's going to tell her how much she loves him every day that he can. This didn't bother me for once. <laughs> no, it didn't bother he's me. He's finally either. buying I them didn't... as a couple. <laughs> yeah, the I only guess... cheesy oh, bit of this I really found was the whole bit of. You know, the whole never start a fight, but always finish it. Well, that was what his father said, which was why he passed it on, right? Yes, but it's the way Delang finishes the statement, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, he said that before a lot, right? Yeah, he has. 
it's the it's biggest bit of uh, his first bit of advice his father ever gave him. So there he, he's repeating that with his son. Um, this is in. So, um, that's JMS. Do you have any special notes? I guess to the composer, Christopher Frankie. Yeah, Christopher Frankie. Frank. He said, yeah, my notes were just break our hearts. Oh, <laughs> oh, he does a fantastic job with that. He really does. <laughs> he really broke our hearts good. <laughs> okay, do we have any quotes? Lauren, do you want to? I've, yeah, I've got the goodbye, the Londo one. Hold on, let me pull it up. Um, okay, well, I have a, a, a shorter one from earlier at the dinner table, which was there is politics and then there is friendship. And then the one when he leaves, um, I want you to know that, um, you are, wait, hold on. I want you to know that you are my friends, that you'll always be my friends, no matter what happens. And I want you to know that this day with you means more to me than you will ever know. It appears I must go now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to say something without actually saying it. He really is. It's, it's, and it's, I think it's sadly only when he sets them free in the future that they will probably remember those lines and think, oh, he really was our friend. Yeah. He's such yeah. a good character. Yeah. I like a lot. Like, of- I feel like the whole show has sort of been like uh, the ship to make his character phenomenally interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I liked a lot of what um, Sheridan said at the end, I guess, but I don't feel like quoting it. <laughs> it's, it's... Um, I'm, I just just because it reminds me of a show currently on, and it it's said in completely different context there, uh, but there are moments when we all become someone else, something other than what we are, and it just reminded me of the whole Arrow thing, become something, someone else become something else. <laughs> <laughs> I spent see, five years on that island. My name's well, Oliver no, Queen. Five years in hell. Uh, hell. <laughs> well, I'm well, Oliver I had to change it to hell because he didn't actually spend five years on the island. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Although, it's almost, the flashbacks are almost catching up with where they started and he's still not back on the island yet and he hasn't got the long hair and beard yet. Well, I don't know what's going to happen there. <laughs> Any other quotes? Not this one. Is there's, you know, there's a Jakar thing, but again, only Jakar can say those words. Yeah, you'd have yeah. to put that in with him saying it. <laughs> okay. So Sheridan will never drink again for the rest of his life. Well, unless he um, leaves Member and goes on, kind of. A, you know, diplomatic bender. I think Menbar would be a really, I mean, grim place to live. I mean, other than Delin being there, I don't know. They all seem like <laughs> Even a then. Pretty, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it looks I mean, it's like it's very beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. bet, though, the warrior cast knows how to party. No, no, no. The, the worker, worker cast, cast knows sure. how to party. Yeah, okay. The warrior cast just know how to fight. The religious cast just know how to pray. The, yeah, it's the worker cast you want to hang with. 
Maybe there's some other drug that they can ingest yeah, that's not alcohol. Yeah, there's no such thing as a culture without any type of. Yeah. Ain't no party like, like a worker caste party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, who's our human of the week? Hmm. I, think. Uh, I think I put down Sheridan. He kind of is. I know he always don't want to put Sheridan there, oh, largely because he's meant to be the main character, and we always want to see other humans shine, really. But, but Sheridan is so good. <laughs> All right, let's see. Who else could it be? Um, his unborn son. <laughs> oh, that's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Clarence was hard. Ivanova. Yeah. <laughs> um, My human was, of course, the one ranger that Sharon almost died trying to save. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Uh, well, Sharon Denise, the only. Um, well, no, he's not the only human I remember because they were training rangers there, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'll fly with I Sheridan. Guess, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Sheridan is. Who's our alien of the week? Not Lanier. <laughs> Not Lanier. Mine is Londo. Yeah. But that's usually oh, my default. Yes, yes. Mine Londo. is Kosh. Kosh. Maria Kosh. Mine is um, Vessel Alien. It's the little eye. Oh, the watcher. The- oh, okay. Oh, okay. Keeper, yeah. Yeah. The Keeper. Oh, yeah. Keeper, thank you. That's from Buffy. <laughs> um, well, Londo or The Keeper, they, they equally play an important role. I think I'm probably the only one that wants it. <laughs> yeah, I like Londo. Let, let Heidi be the, the tiebreaker. <laughs> um, so let's do ratings. Carl, you want to start us off? Um, okay. You got your list? Yeah. Awesome. So my rating for this episode is a, a three. That brings the total for the uh, for the season up to twenty. Okay. Which is higher than I thought it would be. And this is not an episode of things that happen, but an f- episode of things stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is called objects at rest. So I mean, uh, Carl, just to clarify, any draw us all three is the highest um, you rate things, isn't it? No, five is technically. Oh, five is. I so think it's from minus five, five to so. it goes from minus five to plus five, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I gave one of the telepaths ones a minus five. Yeah. <laughs> negative <laughs> that part of the now. season. Yeah. Uh, my set was the Mimbari capital, which I know yeah. was all CGI and stuff, but it was mm. still pretty cool looking. My species was Mimbari because they don't have a word for goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> my death was. Um, well, it wasn't actually a death. It was an attempted assassination, but the attempted assassination of Sheridan. Plot is objects at rest and peace at last <laughs> for a time. Dun, dun, dun. Wooing relationship. I didn't have anything because, I mean, we've done the, the Sheridan Delenn a lot. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about um, Lanier and Delenn? No. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Not that one. Ooh, creepy. Um, my flora is the plant that Londo should have given them instead of a creepy urn filled with death. <laughs> well, or, or he could have gone for uh, what the HR 
gift from his earth on um, Flush is a terrapin. That's a housewarming gift from his earth. A terrapin. Let's look at that. They're like turtles, but a lot smaller. Oh, yeah. Him. I'm sorry. Wait. Did you just say he should have given him a turtle? Yeah, because apparently on Earth 19, that's a housewarming gift. Aww. They're so cute. <laughs> Anyways, back to my ratings. Uh, my actor is Bruce Boxlinner, who is Sheridan, because I was impressed with his acting chops. And that one look that he gave, uh, that he gave, uh, uh Lanier, he was like, you tried to kill me. <laughs> uh, the camera, sh- uh, the camera work was the new version of the ensemble shot. It was a bit cheesy, but I enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, my, what would Sinclair do is, well, he wouldn't have gotten betrayed by Lanier. <laughs> Because <laughs> he would never have been with Delenn, or no, just because it's too cool for that. <laughs> what Sheridan? What's the what Sinclair? Are we talking about? Yeah, I, I've sort of forgotten what Sinclair actually was about, so I just have made him the apologized. Uh, uh, Sinclair Sheridan's weakness. Really, what you're saying is, what would Zvonova do? <laughs> oh, I should have made that one. <laughs> I can do that for the last episode. Okay, I'm gonna add that to the list. <laughs> and then my prediction was that I. Oh wait, we're doing predictions later, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. When we get the actual title of the last episode. Okay, then I am done. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? How about you, Lori? Oh, okay. Yeah, my ratings. Um, let's see. I gave this one uh eight and a half out of ten. Oh, I forgot a rating system. Um, I guess we'll say eight and a half out of ten. Uh, depressing urns filled with not water. Um, <laughs> and my, as we just talked about, my alien was Londo. My human was Sheridan. Okay. Uh, how about you, Beth? Well, I really liked this episode. Uh, it actually made me like kind of nostalgic. Um, oh. I, I don't think, I mean, did it do more for me the second time? Probably. Um, <clears throat> just because, I mean, I, all the characters were introduced before the season except for, um, Lockley, but, um, we didn't really have much with her anyway. Um, I don't know. The speeches kind of worked for me for the most part. Um, you know, it's a good ending for the characters. Everybody kind of goes out. I mean, if they haven't already died or something on a high note, um, except for Lanier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I just, it didn't, nothing much happened, but I quite enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it, um, nine platitudes for your future son. (laughs) Oh, I just say Ian. Yeah, so the only disappointing thing about this episode is what happens with Lanier, what he does, and how Lanier as a character in the end is ultimately treated. Uh, Other than that, it it is a a nice goodbye. It's a nice way to start wrapping up everything so... I think I've said everything else. I'm going to also say nine out of ten worker cast parties. 
Yeah, this is a really good episode. I I don't really have a yeah other than the linear stuff. I don't really have any problems with it. Um, it kind of is kind of like a season five finale, kind of, but just you know the saying goodbye. So I'll give also give it nine out of ten. Um, uh, I know what you did. Looks from Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> That's an 8.85, nice. our highest rated really episode good. since the fall of Centauri Prime. Okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really like this one a lot. It's just there's a couple that I like more probably in earlier seasons. So, yeah. I always try and rate it based on the season rather than the whole series as a whole. That's true. This is definitely one of the best episodes of this season. Fall of Satari Prime was what, like three episodes ago, but it feels like it's been what six months since we. (laughs) 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 So now let's get in the bottom of a Centauri urn and make our way to feedback land. It's kind of crowded in here. That thing over there watching us. (laughs) First, we have a comment from Vort99. Oh, I don't think I shared the feedback. That's when you do that. Okay, um, that worked. Yeah, that worked. Okay, Vord says, okay, to begin, whoops, okay, to be, <laughs> every time I start talking, Facebook beeps at me. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's, this is my volumes up a little loud. Um, Okay, to begin with, I finally get to make a very serious complaint that I have been bawling up since she began to talk about season five. You know that wonderful soaring music that plays as Sheridan's leaving the station in this episode? It's my favorite theme in all of Babylon 5, and since Will has been playing the soundtrack as the background to your conversation, the music has come up again and again as you have discussed other episodes this season, at times that don't suit it. When you're talking about the most mundane things. This is very wrong. Will, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Ashley, res- Ashley responded to this when I saw it. I'm like, uh, well, I, not to blame anyone, but I don't do the background music for our episodes. So Yeah, I do. And I tried not to use it, but I love that music so much, I had to put it in somewhere. And, but because I also, because I, because of the way I do the music, I created kind of a loop of of the good stuff that and I just didn't think. Yeah, sometimes this music will play under completely the wrong stuff we're talking about, but it worked better in previous seasons. It really <laughs> did. <laughs> so, in conclusion, don't blame me. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <blame me. laughs> um, but what about Objects at Rest? It's perhaps the most Season 5 of all of Season 5 episodes. It can only exist in this form because of the unexpected extension of the show for another season. That means that the actual season finale next week is the finale to the show as a whole, while what Objects at Rest has to do is say goodbye to this particular season, and especially Captain Lockley. It does a pretty good job of that. I really like the shot of the new command staff and, and ambassadors who have replaced the old. One of the interesting things about Babylon 5 is that, indebted as it is to mid-century literature, 
science fiction, and especially the idea of a future history, it never tries to suggest that its story is somehow the last story. Instead, things would go on and there would be other stories that the show isn't telling us. I said last week that River of Souls was a sort of glimpse into a continuation of the show that never happened. One of the reasons why that works is because of this aspect of this episode. But then the episode itself goes on. Sheridan and Lockley sal- Sheridan saluting Lockley and heading out should be the climactic scene, but it isn't. This produces this odd structure where this is really three episodes in one. The next episode is the story of Lanier's betrayal, the culmination of the story of a key character, and, s- and something that, whether one likes the plotline or not, really should have been the centerpiece of its own full episode. But it is something that has to be tied up, so it goes here. Seriously, JMS couldn't cut one of the standalone episodes in the first half of the season to make room for this, to make more room for this. And then we have episode number three, Sheridan and Delenn arriving on Minbar and chatting with Londo. I think the point of this is that after the Lanier story, we need a second climax for the episode. And this is provided by the juxtaposition, juxtaposition of Londo's sinister gift and Sheridan's optimistic message to his son. I do like this, but I'm not sure that its inclusion is what you'd call elegant. So Objects at Rest is a strange and ungainly beast of an episode, but it does have something of a saving grace. It does have something of the saving grace of Objects in Motion. As we know what will soon be saying goodbye. Well, I can't read. As we know that we will soon be saying goodbye to these characters, it's nice to spend a little more time with them. Thank you, Vord. Thank you, Vord, as always. <laughs> so I just saw some of the next email. Uh, next, we have an email from Derek. You want to take that one? Yeah. I will. Dearest Ambassadors, ah, now we come upon the penultimate episode of Babylon 5, Objects at Rest, a.k.a. What my butt does 23 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> A delightful almost end to the series. Observations. One, isn't Talon supposed to be Jakar's bodyguard? He, he's a pretty bold bodyguard if he has no idea that Jakar has been gone <laughs> for several days. Yeah. <laughs> Two, woohoo, number one's back. Forgive me for my slightly heteronormative comment, but the butt-hitting bombshell can be my director of intelligence and... Operation op, operate on me covertly any day. <laughs> to be honest, number one is a better name than Tessa or any other namesake she has. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> way to go, Mister. Sorry, way to go, Doctor Touchy McFeely Franklin. Retreat bettering the next. Sorry, I'm just trying to. You're reading. Berating, yeah, that's it, berating. Berating the next medical head of Babylon 5 while offering her the job. Everyone else is better, but here's the job. At least he didn't cop a feel on the way out. This is the least he could have done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Garibaldi, putting troublemakers in charge is not a good idea. Yes, they may object, but in my experience... They stay cranky and make everyone else miserable around them. How about you hire thoughtful, insightful, polite people who disagree based on sound reasoning instead? 
they have these they have the same opinions, but they are probably more effective. Very true. Well, danger, Will Robinson. I think it would be better if Lanier had looked at Sheridan and helped him instead. This way, he realised his future is not set in stone, and we can change it for the better. In other words, less Nietzsche, more the independent spirit that decades decides we are not stuck in some forever repeating rut with predetermined actions. In other words, grow a spine. And also, he really needs a girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever works. Hmm. Or, even though I'm not an advocate of such things, maybe a visit to the Drazi Brothel just to even hold his hand and give him a kiss on the cheek, for goodness sake. <laughs> oh, Lanier. I mean, look, we had a whole brothel where you can have the person be anybody. Yeah. <laughs> in the last <laughs> Yeah, that, that would have been an interesting turn for Babylon 5 to take. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, six. When Delenda tells Babylon 5, the Babylon 5 crowd, that there's no Mombari worth for goodbye, Shedden should have interrupted and said, We do. It's Ola. But we both mean hello and goodbye. Two words in one. I win. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, I do. When Sheridan left his message, to his future child, he should have said, listen to your mum, but for too long, but not for too long, because she could go on for days. <laughs> she had this story about the Vorlons. It was uh, great the first time, but after that, I just drowned it out for the next 500 times she gave the speech. She even interrupted the speech I was just giving you. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. To end on a very happy note, at least. Clarence comes out on top. We've been waiting four long years for this moment. Yeah, it always makes me a little sad when Sheridan and the new Babylon 5 staff salute each other and the music swells. I know it's in in good hands with Clarence at the helm, so to speak. Human of the Week, and this is a weird one, Marcus. He, if he was on that ship to remember, he would have kicked Lanier's ass all the way back to the station for the idiotic decision. True, true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Alien of the Week, I don't know the Bikiri from not breaking into Boo and having interspecies really relations. <laughs> Rating 7 out of 10 pieces of fake glass shattered from that fighting plank. Or is that... Is taken seven out of ten eye rolls from listening to another of Delenn's speeches. Sincerely, Derek. <laughs> Thank and you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Derek. And next we have an email from Yan. Hey, Yan. Hey, Yan. Okay. Hello, down bellowers. Here's a bit <laughs> of feedback for the penultimate episode of Babylon 5, Season 5, Objects at Rest. The headquarters on Minbar is almost ready, and Sheridan and Lockley have a discussion on what's out there. Ah, we see Talon once more, calling on Jakar, but he's not there, as Veer tells him Talon's surprise when he is told that he should succeed Jakar as as ambassador is quite a neat display. I agree with Jakar. Talon is very well suited. He is something of a spiritual brother to his friend. I just love Jakar's sense of self-irony. 
Dr. Franklin has finally chosen his successor as chief medical officer. Lanier comes back to assist in their removal. Garibaldi promotes the troublemakers. I kind of like his reasoning. Also, Derek has one opinion. And Ah, Sheridan does not know how to say goodbye, so he leaves it to the one who cannot say that, Delenn. <laughs> Actually, I think she makes a nice, short farewell speech. I like Zach's comment about staying on the station. One last look at the station. I just love the music at that scene. Of course, Sheridan has to run towards danger, and we see Mr. Morden, I think it's Dr. Morden's, prediction about the future <laughs> come true. One moment of weakness. While Delenn's talk about the moments that we will regret for the rest of our lives, she does not have experience in that. Does she not, dear ambassadors? Or she does have experience in that. Does she not, dear ambassadors? Yeah. yeah. She did start the whole genocide war again. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. was yeah. Yeah. I know, as far as, like, decisions, I mean, hers is worse than Lanier's. <laughs> ah, the Mimbara use fireworks, too. Oh, <laughs> when Lando is at Mimbar to welcome them when they arrive. Were you surprised, dear ambassadors? I guess it is a little weird for him to be there. Oh, Delenn senses the presence of the Keeper. Lanier makes a call, and once more, the theme of forgiveness and redemption is important in the series. Listening to the parting words of Londo, I am reminded of War Without End, where Londo lets Sheridan and Delenn leave at the cost of his life, but gaining redemption. Yet again, forgiveness and redemption. So what was in that gift? Yes, another keeper. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I like Sheridan's message to his son when he realizes that he will not see him as a full adult. Poignant. So close to the end now, it is a bit sad to see all those people departing. But after all, they did what they set out to do. And now for the favorites. Human, I will have to go with Sheridan this time. Alien, Talon, with honorable mention of Londo. Quotes. Jakar to Talon, you may believe that you are not ready, but you are as ready as I was when I first came to Babylon 5. Check the records. I think you'll be amused. Zack, me? Hell no. I'll probably be here when they turn off the lights. Londo, one thing I do want you to know and hold in your thoughts in the years to come. I want you to know that you are my friends, and you'll always be my friends, no matter what happens. And I want you to know that this day, this day with you means more to me than you will ever know. Rating, yes, there is sadness, but I like the slow winding down of the story, so I give this episode 9 out of 10 departures from Babylon 5. That's all for now. Don't be too sad, for you are close to the end of the story. Yeah, and the Babylon Lurker. Thanks, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for everybody. all the feedback, everybody. I know next year yes. we'll next week we'll be hearing from Pinky, who we haven't heard from in a while. <laughs> Pinky nice. Pinkerton. Oh, I really want some good feedback from Finale. <laughs> yes, yeah, in your feedback, everybody. Uh, so next we have predictions for the series finale. Uh, yeah, I can remember yeah. exactly where I was when I saw the series finale. <laughs> Um, oh, I remember the first time I saw it. I was in my bedroom uh, at my mom's house in Jackson, Mississippi. Even though I thought at one point I was in my dorm room at college, but now I remember that it didn't happen that way. <laughs> but maybe I don't remember actually watching it, but I know where I was that week. Hmm. Yeah, I was up late at night um, in my bedroom uh, with headphones in watching it. Headphones? Yeah, I had my headphones plugged into the TV because it was about one in the morning or something like yeah. that. 
It came up because I was, um, I saw something about the anniversary of the finale, I guess last year, and I was looking up the dates and I remember I had gone to interview with the NSA for like an internship or, and I came back and went and bought a Pearl Jam CD had just come out. And then I saw a NYPD <laughs> blue episode that had oh Andrea Thompson in it. And then there was the next day that I saw the Babylon five finale. It was Thanksgiving yep. week and Thursday hmm. wow, the day after that. Memory. Was, <laughs> so you, it was a so busy wow, week. I have no idea. <laughs> Shall we give them the title? Yes, we, uh, <laughs> the title is sleeping in light. <sighs> okay. Wait, did you get the NSA internship? I decided <laughs> to take another one in New Orleans because it was going to take so long for the NSA to do a background check. Uh, I had to give this other company an answer. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Um, okay, sleeping in light. Oh, by the way, is Sheridan going to have to sleep at an angle the rest of his life? <laughs> I oh, was thinking about that. <laughs> that is sleep. not healthy. Some edema and varicose veins. Come on. Uh, unless not for humans, yeah, oh, maybe he'll have his own bed. Find out next week. And what do the babies yeah. do? Do they put the babies in a, a crib with the slant? Are there know. even children, Mumbai? We've never seen them. No, we? there are um, because the Len talks about being a child. They they come out they fully come grown. Fully formed. <laughs> 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 it's a very painful process. <laughs> That's why you don't see Midbari couples. The <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> oh, talks about being a small child and being on her father's shoulders, so <laughs> you do but, get it. But I don't think Does we actually ever see any. No, we don't. Oh, yeah. That's just because child actors are the worst. <laughs> oh, no offense to child actors. <laughs> no offense, you're all the worst. <laughs> no, but it's just like, there's like a thing in uh, showbiz that they say the worst things to work with are Children, animals, and food. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, sure. they probably should add to that, add CGI. Yeah. And, um, what's his face? Uh, David O. Russell. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, don't, don't, anyway, don't... anyway. Uh, what was it called again? Sleeping in Light. Sleeping in All Light. Right. The finale. So, don't, well, this is. This has to get us from point A now to point B. What happens with in the future that we've seen uh, with Sheridan and Londo to point C? What happens with humans? Maybe I don't know if we're going all the way to point C, but I feel like we have to go to point B, right? Which is what happens with the sun and what happened. I don't know. I mean, we got to go in the future. Do we not? Yeah, probably. I assume we're going to so, skip ahead, saying, you know, like the whole, like, uh, ascendance to, like, the light form thing that the Vorlons do? Yeah. I assume it's going to have something to do with that. Oh, really? Because I was thinking, well, I wasn't sure if we were going to get that there, because that was my point C, but point B is, like, okay, his son has to, like, get taken over by the Keeper or something, and something has to happen, or we're we just never going to figure out what that is. I mean, we've been building to this for, like, a couple seasons now, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Because all we know yeah. is that something happens. Sheridan gets imprisoned. Centauri Prime is aflame. Londo commits suicide via Jakar. Jakar is somehow on Centauri Prime. 
I don't know. I feel like we Yeah, I had assumed there. that that would all be like the whole flaming planet. That would be the attack of Mumbari Prime, but then that was totally different. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hmm. Or do we just say, F it. <laughs> We're going to go somewhere completely different. Yeah, they're going to have another uh, cop drama. That's it. <laughs> um. Gosh. But the the title. So... The title makes me think of we're going where you know to the way way future because I mean that's kind of like they become like beings of light. Um, yeah, but we're gonna have to still have the m- main characters, right? I would think. I mean, why that would suck if we just had completely random characters uh, for the last episode of the series. So yeah, maybe we have to get to. Where I want Sheridan... one of us to come back. That's all. I want. Oh, I know. How can we get her back? Wait, she's dead, dead, right? Or no, she's on no, ice? she's fine. She's fine. She no, that's uh, Marcus. That's on ice. Uh, she's just flying around in another. Oh, that's spaceship. right. That's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Duh. Sorry, <laughs> get confused. Um, that's right. She technically could come back, but I don't think she does. Um, so maybe we skip around in different parts of the future. You know that episode where was it the end of last season? Where uh, yeah. Yeah, season kind of that. Maybe we can do something like that this time. Like we spend half the episode on what happens with the sun and Sheridan and Londo and them, and then we can see like what Garibaldi's doing in the future. And Lanier has obviously opened. You know, he's quit the religious cast and he's um, opened an outpost on a another planet, and he runs a saloon and um, all that. Because we kind of left Lanier up, up in the air, too. Uh, yeah. So. I hope we have some actual... I mean, we had a lot of wrap-up already the last two episodes, but it'd be nice to have, like, a, a good, you know... To get, just to bridge us to yeah. like, the open stuff. Um, I guess we're done with... Uh, what's her face? Um, Lita. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to see Lita and Jakar? Um, I'm okay with Jakar. She's on her vendetta. Um, but, you know, we also have a movie, too. So that could go over Lita's story with her vendetta. There's also Crusade as well, which we'll cover briefly. We don't have to do every episode of. Right. So, all right. Well, anyway, I don't know if you have anything else. I have vague predictions, that's all. That's so good. <laughs> and then next week we we talk or 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 the week after we talk about what we think happens for these characters in the future that we don't already know sure yeah okay you can just make wild predictions okay <laughs> i mean wild. I think shadows are gonna come back and they're gonna win <sighs> we're gonna elect a shadow president oh <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna build a wall around earth oh well i mean <laughs> Uh, yeah, sleeping in light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing it. I'm kind of looking forward to watching it, but also kind of like, uh, <laughs> I want to watch it. <laughs> I know, I know. Why? It's, what do you mean? Just because it's, it's the really? end of the series. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's, <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm really considering at some point think just, going through it again, but doing it on YouTube, doing a whole react thing to it because, you know, I, I was reluctant to do it, but I've seen some good reaction channels and 
there's nothing for Babylon 5 out there. And I love Babylon 5, so I might end up doing it next year or later this year sometime, you know, more likely. You know, okay, Heidi and I will try to hook up and do a commentary, but Lori oh, please. Carly, you guys should do your own commentary too. Maybe we I'm should. Down. I'm down. I remember oh, my... The only yeah, problem with that is I always pause the episode a whole lot to do my rants. So. <laughs> well, you, know, you can still do that. If you guys are doing it together and you're watching it from the same TV, you can still do that. You... you I, I think... You say, we're going to pause If you it can, now. if you can, that would be great because... This it's an important episode. It's the very last episode of Babylon Five. I remember my first reaction to the episode, which is a little different from how I feel about it now, which I'll go into more detail next week. Okay, that's gonna be interesting. Right. <laughs> that happens a lot though. Like if you really like a show and you get into it, you know, your thoughts about episodes change all the time. Yeah. But not mm-hmm. every not every TV show does a good finale. Sure. Yeah. You know, I love one that hard. I love the season finale for Buffy, for example. That was awesome. Right. Season five yeah. finale is better. No, I don't think so. Mm. Season five is the best season by a lot. <laughs> I I'm, my favorite season is season five. Glory and Angel, actually. I love Dark Willow, so <laughs> I love Willow, so season six is one of my is probably my favorite. I don't know. I always flip between season five and seven as my favorite. Seven? Oh yes, because seven's a, all about the culmination to the final episode. It's, it's despite hey guys, some of the bad Adam, episodes. Right? Adam is great. The bad episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we seven. I love the Aside from off. that, I love season four, though. Well, so it'll be interesting to hush. see what, what y'all think about, I guess, the Babylon 5 finale. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can <laughs> do. <laughs> well, Lori and Carl, thank you for coming. Oh, yes, <laughs> thank you. This, this long journey of ours. Wow, I can't believe how long we've been doing this for. <laughs> I know. I Three know. years. Wow. Has it been three years? Yeah. Three yeah. Years. I guess I've been since season two. Yeah, you kind of really started joining towards the end of season one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The thing we started about this time. Feedback. 2014, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oh. been incredible, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We're still gonna beat uh, Redemption Cast. Woo! <laughs> yeah. For a while, it seems. Like. <laughs> um, yeah. That is a tough one. I mean, to really commit to, and the people that are doing the supernatural. I mean, that's never gonna end. Oh, never yeah. go trend. <laughs> I know yeah. Claire for another series again. That and Simpsons. Oh, Claire and Tammy. Oh, God, Simpson cast. <laughs> yeah, Claire and Tammy from Intro to S keep saying they're going to do a supernatural podcast once the show ends, but <laughs> is the show ever going to end? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> One, never it's never going to end. Two, there's so many episodes. It's like you're committing yourself. To, I mean, that's way too much of a commitment. I mean, yeah. I watched yeah, it's more than Buffy and Angel. I, I watched a, an episode of it for the first time in three years the other day, and it's just oh, this show hasn't really changed that much, except oh, that there's one char- a, a character there that I thought oh, 
that's interesting, but not enough to get me to watch the show again. Yeah, I, yeah. I stopped like two seasons ago, and I'm I'm generally a completionist. Like I complete everything. Like if I'm going to watch a show or read a series, and I just even if I, it I gets awful. Stop. Oh, oh. I, it's just the plot. We did pretty just... good. You got over ten seasons, so <laughs> it's. Dean bring sound back, so I bring these back and just recycle that plot. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's true. But eventually I go and I watch it. Like, I'll watch a few episodes during the season, then I'll wait for it to go on Netflix and I'll finish it, you know. And then I get nostalgic because every season they end it with the carry on my wayward son and they do all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, this show doesn't get canceled. <laughs> yeah, I love the, yeah, the finale. <laughs> the the yeah. other thing is, you know, Jensen Eccles is actually really good at actor and there'll be a couple of episodes every season when you know he he gets to do something a bit different yeah no i mean the, the guys are great and, uh, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it kind of fun. loops itself over and over and i get tired of their fights and everything but they really need more sub characters that have more to do i think yeah oh, you know, yeah and they actually need Bobby. to learn from their experiences <laughs> yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with Sleeping in Light. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye, be Goodbye. Fare thee well. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. Thank you.